Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. show i am your host rob coming at you with the latest movie news and i'll be reviewing oh yeah baby elvis this week man finally got to go see a movie that i was highly anticipating finally got to see that last week man so talk about some stranger things talk on this episode as well as part two of season four hit and finally got to check that out so i'm excited to uh, dive into that a little bit spoiler free of course my baby's spoiler free but hope everybody out there is doing good thank you for joining along on this adventure that i call my show um and as always appreciate you supporting the throw me podcast network man follow us on the youtubes follow us on facebook give us a like i think we have a tiktok i have a tiktok which i posted a new video over the weekend nobody liked it i mean what can you do <laughs> you know two people liked it you know cool there you go. Awesome. Thank you to those two people. My TikTok life probably going to be short. Who knows, man? I might continue to, you know, make those things and see what happens there. But yeah, I got a TikTok. Throw Me Podcast Network has a TikTok. Listen to all our shows. Got some new episodes out there now from uh, the Metal Groove and Haunters podcast. You're listening to this show. This is a new episode. We got Mr. Wonderful sh- uh, new episode coming and... Uh, Zach's new show coming as well, man. So good stuff going on on the Throw Me Podcast Network. Gonna go ahead and not take too much more time. Gonna go ahead and dive into our first topic here, and that is Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. And man, I hope you had the tissues ready because they broke some hearts in this one. Not, again, spoiler-free talk, not gonna go into it, but yes, you will cry. You will feel um, a lot of feelings while watching this Stranger Things Part 4. Part 4, Season 4, Part 2 finally dropped. Both episodes were like freaking movie long episodes of movie quality, especially the final episode being over two hours long. And honestly, I've seen some posts about, uh, you know, things saying, oh, over two hours long was too much. Like, no, man, I enjoyed every single second. I was hooked in. They did. I like where they're going with things. Um, Going to be interesting to see how they uh, put a bow on this one, how they wrap all this up. But it does seem going into season five that we're gonna get back to the roots of uh will being a main focus or one of the main characters again will has been kind of back shelved if you will 
uh, you may, if you remember, I mean, the first season definitely deals with Will. So much so, when I went to Halloween Horror Nights on Stranger Things Day and they left the house open, they gave her by a sticker, which is still on my annual pass, that says, I found Will Byers. Will Byers was a huge part of season one of Stranger Things. Uh, season two, he's still a pretty uh, big part of it. And then as time has gone on, it seems like he's kind of become a background character while we focus on, you know, Eleven and Max. Which is perfectly fine. Two great characters, and Max had a great season this year. She became a huge focus. Luke's had a big season this year as well. Um, met, met some new characters. I think overall, been a really good season, and I can't wait to see how they finish things off. But yeah, I think Will's going to become more of a featured character again in the final season as it all kind of started with him. It would make sense that the final season would have a lot more to do with him as well. But we're going to have to wait a little bit for that to happen. But we do know we got the final season coming, and can't wait to see how this all ends, man. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and jump into news here with the first news. A little bit of monstrous news here. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Godzilla and Kong, whatever you want to call it, is getting a sequel. It will be coming to theaters on March 15th, 2024. We kind of assumed this would happen. Uh, there's been talks of the movie being called Son of Kong. No confirmation on what the actual sequel will be about, but the MonsterVerse does continue on with Godzilla and Kong Part 2 coming in March of 2024, March 15th to be precise. Um, can't remember my feelings on Godzilla and Kong. Is it Godzilla and Kong or Godzilla versus Kong? Um, I'll let you know how much I paid attention to it. I can't remember my full feelings on that. I want to say I didn't hate it, but I wasn't. It's Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I want to say I wasn't too crazy about it so getting a sequel that's fine don't really know who the cast is so we don't know if say speaking of stranger things millie Bobby brown's gonna be back or not i think we could assume she would be back but we really don't know what the casting is for the movie as of now because all they've really announced is a release date but if you were hoping for more monsters battling you are going to get it uh speaking of millie bobby brown and stranger things we're going to continue here uh millie bobby brown is teaming with joe and anthony russo the russo brothers in a feature called the electric state coming to netflix uh, the film is based on an adaptation of the illustrated novel and is set in a retro-futuristic past where an orphan teenager traverses the American West with a sweet but mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter in search of her younger brother. I mean, that's that's some powerful names there. The Russo brothers have made a name for themselves, and of course Millie is considered one of the top new young actresses out there so it's a good thing they're teaming up with netflix again of course millie already has the connection with stranger things she also had the enola holmes connection which there's a sequel to that coming as well so that continued partnership continues <laughs> so uh good on them we'll see how that ends up turning out later when that uh, we'll get more information but sounds interesting enough Speaking of sounding interesting, uh, Catherine Newton, who you may know from the film Freaky, as you'll be in the next Ant-Man movie, and Cole Sprouse, who you may know from Zack and Cody or um, Riverdale, they are set to star in a feature film called Lisa Frankenstein, which will be directed by Zelda Williams from a script written by Oscar winner Diablo Cody, who did the fantastic Jennifer's Body. Uh, the film is set in 1989 and follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. So this definitely sounds like a comedy, but uh, it could... I mean, it's got some promise. I mean, that's a talented cast, right? Catherine Newton, Cole Sprouse, they they know what they're doing. Zelda Williams is a feature directorial debut. Hope that turns out well. Again, Diablo Cody's got some uh, 
good things under her writing history, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Diablo Cody has done some good stuff, as before mentioned. Jennifer's Body. Uh, she, of course, also did Juno and uh, Uncredited, but she did some writing for the Evil Dead 2013 film. So she's got a good history here, man. So I, I can't wait to see how this turns out. It sounds like it's, again, going to be a comedy set around the Frankenstein lore. So this could be pretty interesting, to say the least. Uh, and news is not so shocking. Um, we already knew Ghostbusters was uh, getting another sequel after the huge success of Afterlife. And, of course, the hinting at the end of Afterlife with them returning to the original film's New York City firehouse setting. It has now officially been announced that December 20th, 2023 is... The date for the Ghostbusters sequel, Afterlife sequel, I don't know. Um, and the next Ghostbusters film, again, no real news on casting. We could assume that uh, Finn Wolfhard would be back, as well as... I always forget her name, but she's been in so much stuff, man. McKenna Grace. <laughs> I always forget her name for some reason, but she's, she's been in a lot of stuff lately. She's growing. Uh, Paul Rudd, we can assume. Hopefully he'd be back as well. Um, don't know about the original Ghostbusters or Sigourney Weaver or anything of that at the moment. Of course, as always with the Ghostbusters sequel, we have to wait and see. But uh, the interesting thing here about it being released on December 20th, 2023 is that that is a pretty busy weekend, it looks like. Uh, Paramount's feature animation movie, The Tiger's Apprentice, will be coming out that day, as well as Warner Brothers' The Color Purple. Um, that is probably going to be the toughest competition between those two. And then, of course, on that same weekend, uh, Paramount has the Star Trek movie on their calendar. Uh, we don't know much about that at the moment. It's still untitled, but there is a Star Trek movie planned then, as well as Disney's Rogue Squadron is still scheduled for December 22nd. So it's going to be a busy Christmas weekend there, man. But the Ghostbusters for Christmas is happening so far. <laughs> Let's see. Moving forward, Chucky Season 2 casting news. Um, I hinted at uh, news about previous casts that I ended up being wrong about, unfortunately. But uh, we did kind of get there. Um, Chucky Season 2 has added... Lock, going to mess up this name. Lashin Watson uh, to the upcoming Season 2. And Watson is set to portray the roles of Glenn slash Glinda, who we were introduced to in 2004, Seed of Chucky film. Uh, Watson is best known for her, or excuse me, their role as Theo Putman in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina show from Netflix that I need to check out. Uh, you already know, if you follow me, you already know I'm a huge Chucky fan, been highly anticipating season two after the huge success of season one and season one was fantastic. I've been wanting to go back and watch that show anyways, but uh, yeah, season two have been highly ready for this. Glenn slash Glinda been wondering where they've been at and now we're going to get a return here, man. So it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out because uh, 2004 Cedar Chucky is what it is. And um, that film had a pretty interesting ending uh, where Glenn slash Glinda was two different entities they weren't one anymore so now it sounds like they're back to being one in this season so or maybe they're not maybe i'm reading into that too much but either way glenn slash glinda is coming to chucky season two so it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out let's see uh rob zombies monster news we now officially know who Butch Patrick will be playing in Zombies' upcoming Monsters film. There was never a doubt that Butch Patrick would be in the upcoming movie, but we didn't know who he'd be playing. Obviously, we didn't, wouldn't 
think he'd be playing Eddie Munster. Um, of course, the role he famously played years and years and years ago. Um, but yeah, Butch Patrick will officially be, of course, in the Munster's film. Rob Zombie and Butch Patrick are friends in real life. And uh, he has added him to the cast as the Tin Can Man, which is a uh, school science fair robot. So that's going to be interesting. That should be fun. I'm sure they'll have a great time with that man. Uh, actually, hung hung out with my brother over the weekend. We watched uh, the Firefly Family trilogy today, actually, before the recording of this episode, man. And you know, I've always loved Rob Zombie's work. It is definitely his style and his thing, and gets really brutal and disgusting at times. But I have no doubt of that. This monstrous film was not going to go that route. Um, that it will be, you know. Good to the original. He's a huge fan of the franchise, so I don't doubt any way whatsoever that he's going to, you know, nail it with this man. Let's see what we got next. Uh, Terrifier 2. Uh, we've known that this sequel's been on the way for quite some time now, and a lot of people love that first Terrifier film. I know some people are indifferent to it. I saw it the one time. Um, I'm not on the huge bandwagon of the film that it did seem to get after it came out, but I don't remember hating it. There's parts that I definitely enjoyed, but again, I haven't gone back to really watch it. I'm sure I will once we get closer to the sequel releasing, but Terrifier 2 officially has some release information here as it is going to the streaming platform Screambox, uh, who is part of Bloody Disgusting. They have acquired the North American rights to the sequel. Um, and also, the film will be hitting theaters. Uh, there's no word on a specific release date at the moment, but it is promised that Terrifier 2 will be in theaters in time for Halloween season. Uh, following its theatrical release, Terrifier 2 will then stream exclusively on Bloody Disgusting Screambox, which I do not have, and I honestly only heard about that recently. I don't know if it's a new thing. I have Shudder. I love Shudder. That is my go-to uh, horror streaming service. Uh, maybe check out Screambox if you're interested in more horror stuff. You know, I'm going to look it up right now to get a little bit of information for y'all on what this is because I have no idea what it is, quite frankly. Of course, the first thing I get when I search Screambox is uh, Screambox versus Shudder. Um, let's see, what is Screambox? What is Screambox? All right, so just going to its main website here, it looks like, you know, it is a horror site. Um has its own originals, has its classic films, stuff like that. So I guess no real issues there. Uh, they have staff picks, it looks like. Um, grind, grindhouse films. Go to the menu. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it looks, doesn't look too bad. I mean, how much is this thing? Again, I, I have Shudder and I'm enjoying Shudder, so I wouldn't really ever look to go away from Shudder. But, you know, you can always add to your streaming services. Uh, Screenbox costs $4.99 per month. But you can save money with a $35.88 annual plan. Uh, so it is lower than Shudder. Uh, cool. So yeah, it, it looks like it's cheaper than Shudder. But looking at this review that I just found, uh, said Screenbox may be a good value for you if you love niche horror films, especially niche horror films with low budgets or foreign language films. If you're looking for some spooky during the Halloween season and want to find something you've never seen before, slightly higher priced Shudder is probably a better choice. If you're looking for familiar movies, um, Shudder has as well, as well as Hulu, Netflix, or Prime Video. So yeah, Screenbox, I guess, is uh, join at your own risk. Doesn't look like it really. I mean, they're pros, easy to use, inexpensive, no ads, offers 
downloads available on mobile platforms, uh, the cons, small selection of movies and shows, missing popular classic horror films, and uh, no parental controls, which we don't need parental controls. Uh, this was also a review done on uh, September 22nd, 2021. So maybe things have changed there. I don't know. Um, I didn't really plan on looking into Screenbox going into this episode, but there you go. Screenbox, if you're interested, uh, Terrifier 2 will be heading there after it's in theaters. Let's see. And last bit of news we got here is uh, Taron Egerton news. Uh, you may know him from Kingsman. He played Eggsy. Of course, he did a fantastic job in Rocket Man, where he played, uh, played Odd, um, portrayed Elton John. But um, he has been apparently in talks with Marvel and Kevin Foggy about the role of Wolverine. Uh, this is something that has been rumored before and mentioned before uh, throughout the years since Hugh Jackman said he was done playing the character and since uh, Disney's gotten the rights to the X-Men. But nothing, of course, has been announced and they probably won't announce anything. But uh, we're waiting to see what happens with the X-Men as far as the MCU goes. But Taron Egerton was speaking with the New York Times recently. And Egerton said the following, quote, I'd be excited, but I'd be apprehensive as well because Hugh is so associated with the role that I'd wonder if it'd be very difficult for someone else to do it. But hopefully, if it does come around, they'll give me a shot. And again, he's apparently talked to him. Now, I don't know. Everybody has, of course, who they would like to see play uh, Wolverine. I've seen the mock-ups of my boy Dacre Montgomery, apparently. Um, you know, the fan casting or fan art, whatever you want to call it, of my boy Dacre as Wolverine, which looks really cool. And of course, I support anything Dacre's going to be in. Uh, but I'm not against the idea of Taron Egerton. Again, he's fantastic in Rocket Man. Uh, he's good in Kingsman. So he's uh, showed some definitely range between those two roles there. So I'm not against it. He's a talented actor, without a doubt. So if they wanted to go that route, why not go ahead and take it? There's no way that it could really be all that bad, I would think. But, um, of course, I don't know. There's a ton of actors out there that I'm sure would want the role. We have no idea what they're doing right now with the X-Men, which is fine. Um, let's see. So uh, that moves to a perfect segue here. Going into what's releasing this week, it is the MCU-related film Thor Love and Thunder is releasing this week. I've already got my ticket for Thursday night, if you will. Um, <laughs> Thursday or Thursday. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder's PG-13 is an action-adventure film. It's coming in at 1 hour and 59 minutes, so under two hours here. This is, of course, only going to be in theaters. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder finds Thor on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore, Gore, is it Gore? <laughs> um, the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer. That sounds much dirtier than meant to be, <laughs> um, but uh, wields the magical hammer as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are also in this film. Unsure how long they'll be in the film. It's only a two-hour film, but I would not assume that they're in it too much, but hey, could be very wrong about that. But uh, yes, that is basically the only thing that came up when I was looking up what's releasing this week, saw some other things releasing that didn't really catch my attention. Uh, but Thor, Love and Thunder, of course, is the big thing releasing this week. 
Uh, make sure you go check that out. Go ahead and make sure you get your tickets kind of early because they are selling, it seems. Uh, it took me a good bit to find. Well, you know, I'm kind of picky when my seats. Well, I could have got tickets at any time. There's definitely still openings. But um, this particular place I like to sit when I go to the movie theaters, uh, top row, very top, you know, extra leg room. Don't have anybody sitting behind me. Yeah, that's where I like to sit, man. So, I uh, got that ticket again. Seeing it Thursday night. That will be next week's review. Spoiler-free, of course. I never spoil anything when I review stuff. But, uh, as for reviews, it is time to get to our review for this week's episode. And that is, of course, the film Elvis. It was a highly anticipated film for me. Did it live up to my anticipation? We shall see after this trailer. There are some who'd make me out to be the villain of this here story. Let's don't let a good thing die. Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? There's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley. Get a haircut, buttercup. In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Tomorrow, all of America will be talking about Elvis Presley. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. The whale's moving. They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Reverend once told me. When things are too dangerous to say, sing. I'm gonna be 40 soon. And nobody's gonna remember me. I need to get back to who I really am. And who are you, Oz? making the most of this thing while I can. This can all be over in a flash. We are the same, you and I. We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. The greatest show on Earth. 
Oh yeah, everybody, man. that was the uh, trailer for Elvis there, as I do this horrible, horrible attempt at an Elvis impression. <laughs> um, welcome back to the show. Uh, that was the trailer for the film Elvis, which came out uh, last week. Um, brand you know, newish film. It is PG-13 uh, for substance abuse, strong language, smoking, and suggested material. It is biography slash drama film, and it is two hours and 39 minutes. And this film is currently only in theaters. The film explores the life and music of Elvis Presley, seen through the prism of his complicated relationship with the enigmatic manager, Colonel Tom Parker. A story delves into the complex dynamic between Presley and Parker spanning over 20 years. From Presley's rise to fame to his unprecedented, uh, unprecedented stardom against the backdrop of the evolving cultural landscape and innocence lost in America. So yes, uh, the film is a uh, biography drama film. Uh, based on Elvis Presley, the iconic king of rock, if you will. Uh, the film right now on Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 78% as, and an audience score of 94%. Audiences loving the film, uh, as IMDb has it at a 7.8 out of 10. So, yeah, when me, I uh, mentioned it before going into the trailer there, that this film was a pretty highly anticipated film for me. Um, pretty much as soon as I saw the trailer for the first time, I was, I was hooked into it. I was very interested about, you know, finding out about this story. Um, you know, I've, I've known of Elvis pretty much all my life. You know, I've never, you know, dove into his whole history all that much, like pretty much new, uh, jailhouse rock, hound dog, you know, like the, the hit songs, man. And I've always, again, always known of Elvis and stuff like that, but never, you know, dove into his discography or listened to his songs or his history or his past or anything like that. It's just always been a figure I've known of. Right. But I remember seeing that trailer for the first time, like this looks very interesting and compelling as a story. So I was definitely into, I was into it, man. I was into it. Um, seeing the performances there, Tom Hanks is in it. You know, like, oh, you can always trust Tom Hanks. He's, you know, that's a talent. He knows what he's doing. You know, this is a very talented, very strong actor in Tom Hanks. So know what he's doing. Um, Austin Butler, who I don't know much about uh, going into the movie. I believe he was a, a Disney Nickelodeon actor. Um, I've seen him in, like, I mean, the main thing I've ever knew Austin Butler for was being uh, Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend which is not a knock on him. Congratulations. You know, that is a huge celebrity crush of mine. So good job on you. Uh, they're no longer together, but uh, they were a couple for quite a time. But that was like all I knew about him. And, you know, I saw him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played Tex, one of Charles Manson's followers. Uh, he was decent in that movie. Um, he's also in, what was that Selena Gomez movie? Uh, the Dead Don't Die. Nobody else calls that the Selena Gomez movie, but I do. That's a Selena Gomez fan. You know, the movie of Bill Murray and Adam Driver and Zombies and all that stuff. Uh, he was good in that as well. But I've never actually watched much of anything he's done. But I will tell you, after seeing this movie, I'm going to be paying attention to what this uh, young man does. <laughs> How old is he? He's 30 years old, so he's a little younger than me. So yes, he's a young man, as far as I'm concerned. But um, his performance, oh my god, dude, he freaking delivers the performance of a lifetime in this film and i hope and pray that he is no matter how you feel about awards and all that stuff um 
I'm still mad that Andrew Garfield didn't win. He should have, but I feel like um, Andrew Garfield should have won for Tick, Tick, Boom and numerous other things, but we won't go into that right now. But Austin Butler, man, his performance in this movie is so captivating. Like, you, so captivating. When I was looking at the movie itself and I was sitting there watching it, I was like, is this old footage of Elvis? And then I'm like, no, that's that's him. That's Austin Butler. Like, you can get lost in it. Like, you can just get lost in this movie watching him and his performance. You're like, dude is nailing this, man. He looks like it, which is obviously what you want if you're doing a biography, but he looks the role. He absolutely looks the role. I don't understand anybody who said, oh, he doesn't look like Elvis. Fucking, he looks like Elvis. He's performing like Elvis on stage. He's knocking it out of the park left and right. Uh, so much so, I saw an interview where he's talking about it to where his body started breaking down on him because of how much he was giving to the role and how strong he was performing in the role and looking into interviews about how he's always loved Elvis and this is the role of a lifetime for him. So I'm happy that he got it for that aspect as well as somebody who would love to be an actor someday. I am very happy to see that he succeeded in getting a role of a lifetime for him and he knocked it out of the park. He is fantastic throughout the film. Uh, he sang some of the earlier Elvis songs that were kind of hard to transition over to uh, this medium to the film uh, just because they're older recordings. It was kind of hard to do. So he he uh, mostly sang those songs. As far as other songs in the film, it is his voice mixed in with Elvis's voice, which is fine. That's going to happen. Um, uh, Rami Malek didn't really sing in the uh, Queen biopic, from what I understand, or uh, maybe kind of the same thing here where they mixed it in with Freddie's voice. But, you know, yeah, I think Austin was fantastic about the film. And I think the film itself, which I haven't really talked about, kind of went into casting because, you know, Austin's performance, I think, is the main driver of what this film uh, and why you should see it because he does a fantastic job in the role. Um, the film itself is really good. Uh, it kind of took me back just a moment there when I was reading how long the film is, uh, two hours and 39 minutes. It never felt like that to me when watching the movie, which is what you want when you're watching a movie is you want to be, you know, fully immersed into it and captivated by what's going on on the screen that you don't realize how much time you're spending with the movie. The movie's two hours, 39 minutes does not feel like that. It was easy to get through, um, because of how strong the story is. And I think the story is very strong. Uh, is it 100% factual? No. Um, they of course do what Hollywood does and creates its own, um, drama, infusion there with some stories but a lot of the stuff is true uh you can look it up they did get a lot of the stuff accurate but of course hollywood magic and adding in drama where you know some things get added in it happens with all movies especially biography quote biography movies so not all but the majority of biography movies not all of them are 100 percent accurate there's always that hollywood add in magic to it uh drama story-wise all that good stuff but yeah i think the movie is very very, very good, especially for somebody who doesn't know the full story here. It's an interesting story, to say the least. Um, and it's a lot of Elvis, obviously. It's an Elvis movie, but um, Tom Hanks' character, Colonel Tom Parker, there's a lot of focus on him. I mean, the movie is basically about Elvis Presley and Colonel Tom Parker's relationship and how they met, uh, how, you know, the story evolves between them from management and, you know, closeness and things of that nature to where things lead and all that stuff and you know their dynamic throughout everything of course it does you know focus on Elvis's career but that is still something that is a part of the story as well the story is very much about Elvis and Colonel Tom Parker's relationship uh, and the movie has a feel to it 
it's gonna be sound it's gonna sound interesting when you hear it but it has like a superhero vibe to it you know not like full-on like superhero comic booky movie but there feels like a superhero movie in a in ways and you know elvis was um inspired by captain marvel jr uh who is not the captain marvel the majority of the people know um now it's not um why am i forgetting her name brie larson it's not her uh that's the new Captain Marvel and back in the day, especially during Ellis's time of growing up, Captain Marvel was a DC character, uh, which is now known as Shazam. Um, uh, Captain Marvel Jr. Captain Marvel Jr. is uh, Freddie, Freddie Freeman. So um, it's, a, it's still part of the Shazam family and all that stuff. So, you know, there's that history there um, and it has a superhero vibe. I mean, when you look at Elvis on stage and you look at Elvis's story and history, you're like, oh yeah, it is like a superhero thing with Elvis, especially when you look at his outfits, it's got the cape and all that stuff, you're like, okay, I see it, I get it, so yeah, I mean, there's, it, it feels like, at points, a superhero kind of film, but uh, definitely it got his biography, story is extremely solid, very well done, um, so did the film live up to my, you know, anticipation, yes, absolutely, um, I thoroughly enjoyed the film, captivated from start to finish, you know, I remember, Leaving the movie, immediately throwing on Elvis songs, like went to my YouTube music, typed in Elvis's greatest hits, played the album. Um, the next day, same thing, playing the album. There was one point where I was like, okay, I'm going to go listen to something else. I was like, nope, don't want to. Going right back to Elvis and just, you know, listening to his stuff, um, looking up like Elvis car decals, thinking about getting my hair cut like Elvis. It's just captivated by it, man. And that's the power of the film itself. Because again, as I mentioned earlier, I've always known of Elvis. You know, never disliked him, never hated him or anything like that. You know, knew some of his songs, but, you know, didn't know, like, his discography. Um, but, like, the main things I knew about those before, like I mentioned, Jailhouse Rock, Hound Dog, and, of course, um, Can't Help Falling in Love with You because of The Conjuring 2. You know, that was my first time hearing that song. And completely, utterly fell in love with the song from there and added it to my all-time favorite songs list. It's because it's just an absolutely beautiful song. I highly suggest checking out that song if you haven't heard it. But, you know, just going through his hits and all that stuff. And now I'm like, I freaking, again, I'm thinking I'll get my hair cut like Elvis. It's time to cut my hair, grow it out to donate. And it's more than long enough to donate now. So, and I live in South Carolina, which is getting extremely hot outside. So having long hair is not the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> um, but, and just thinking about that, man. And just like, I left that film like Elvis is one of my favorite singers now. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of... You know, just Austin's performance, which is just incredible. I'm going to be paying attention to what this guy's got going on. I've got some news following him about a rumored role. Uh, just rumored, nothing really there, but it's a very interesting rumored role. But I think he's fantastic throughout the film. Again, deserves to be nominated for all the awards for his performance. Should win, um, but again, Andrew Garfield should have won. He was snubbed uh, for Will Smith in a role that wasn't nearly as hard to play, but whatever. We're not going diving into that. The Oscars doesn't always get it right. But, um, yeah, man. Elvis is a fantastic film. I highly suggest checking it out. It plays very well on the big screen, especially with the music. You know, have the music pumping in there. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting story. It's, you know, and again, I'm going out of my way not to spoil anything, but, you know, there's, there's excitement. There's heartbreak. You know, it's drama. 
biography. Uh, if you know anything about Elvis's life, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna feel some ways during the film. But it, uh, I think they did a fantastic job making this movie. And yeah, just see the movie alone for Austin's performance. He's like I said, there's times where I was watching that movie. I'm like, is that him or is that Elvis? You know, are they showing an old clip here or is this? Oh, that's him. Oh, okay. Like that was literally what was going on in my mind sometimes watching the movie. Where I was like, God, he's so, he's so good in the role, man. He's so good in the role. You know, strong cast again. Uh, Tom Hanks, he's always fantastic. Um, Olivia, I'm gonna mess up her name. Olivia. Um, she plays Priscilla Presley. She's great. Yeah, the cast is really good. My Again, my boy Dacre's in it. I mean, that's a positive. Always love me some Dacre Montgomery, so he's in the movie. But yeah, very solid cast, but led by Elvis himself, Austin Butler, in the movie, too. Great performance, man. So yes, highly suggest checking out the film Elvis um, as soon as possible, man. Go check it out in theaters. It's worth seeing in theaters. I absolutely say it's worth seeing in theaters because um, the story is just that freaking good. Let's see. Uh, as far as, yes, I had news here about Austin Butler, which is a rumor. So he is rumored to be playing the Green Arrow. Uh, Green Arrow is a comic book character on the DC side, had a show on the CW for a number of seasons, eight, nine seasons. Um, so, yeah, I saw this rumor. I was like, really? That's interesting. And then, of course, after seeing Elvis, I'm like, into it. This guy's an amazing actor. Let's freaking go. But again, this is, of course, just rumor. And the funny part here is he was actually had a connection with Arrow and the uh, fact that uh, Austin Butler was a character on the show Arrow. Uh, for three episodes, I believe it was, he played a character by the name of Chase on the Arrow show. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, um, highly rumored right now that he'll, he will be the Green Arrow. Uh, for the Black Canary show, I believe it is. Um, let me check in a, list, a little bit more here. So yeah, it's rumored that uh, Austin Butler will play the Green Arrow in the upcoming Black Canary solo movie. Uh, Black Canary is an iconic DC character that was introduced in the Birds of Prey film. Uh, film's version of the character is, of course, very different from the CW show. So... I forget about that Black Canary movie, to be honest with you. And that's nothing against, you know, the character. I mean, the character is fine in Birds of Prey. I honestly forgot about it. But, I mean, I think Austin Butler would be a good Green Arrow. Why not? Just looking at this picture of, like, a comic book Green Arrow. I mean, he gets, he's got the look. <laughs> you know, he could, he could pull the look off. Uh, he's obviously a talented actor. I have no problems there. And uh, this Elvis movie is from Warner Brothers. So... You know, he's got a connection with Warner Brothers now, so, I mean, maybe, why not? I mean, they, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Warner Brothers, who doesn't always get things right, let's be fair here, um, but when they do get things right, they get it really good, so, hopefully they're looking at his performance and Elvis, like, ah, this dude's a solid actor, let's add him in here as the Green Arrow, I'm into this, man, I'm into this idea. Again, highly, 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 highly have to say, it is a rumor. Nothing more, nothing less. It is a rumor at the moment. But uh, I'm into that idea, for sure. Let's see, is that it? Alright, there you go, man. That's all the news. That is um, Thor's releasing this week. That's the only thing I have for you that's releasing this week. And then uh, the Elvis review, man. Check that movie out. Listen to Elvis's stuff. I'm a freaking Elvis fan now. Like, dude, I'm thinking about getting my hair cut like Elvis. Like, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. 
That's it. I might start talking like Elvis. Bad impression, for sure. But, hey, you got to have fun in life, man. you got to have fun in life. Whatever helps you, you know, make fun, as long as it's legal, obviously. Don't be dumb. <laughs> but if it's legal, have fun, man. You want to do Elvis impressions, even if it's not, you know, up to par to other people? Who cares? Do your Elvis impression. Have fun with it, man. Do the little lip cliver. Do the uh -huh. Do all that stuff, you know? Have fun. Have fun. Why not? Rock some Elvis, man. Sing at the top of your lungs in the car. I've been doing it the last couple of days. Having a great old time. It's been fun. All because of this movie. This movie's fantastic. Fantastic movie, man. See ya. Worst scene. As for this episode, though, appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to me ramble. I will be back next week with um, our next episode, which will be next week. Same thing. Um, barring any you know, unforeseen incidents, but, uh, next review will be Thor Love and Thunder. I already got my ticket for Thor's day, uh, this week. So I'm going to check that movie out. I'm, you already know me. If you know me, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but they do get some films that are interesting. And that last Thor film was pretty enjoyable. So we'll see uh, how this one goes to say the least. I'll have my review on that next week. As until then, uh, one of my favorite films of last year, the Last Night in Soho film is now on HBO Max, so if you have HBO Max, check it out. Fantastic little film there. But, as for this episode, again, we are done. Appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me. Please follow us on Facebook and on the YouTube. Help us grow. Share us with your friends and family. Uh, we appreciate you all taking your time to listen to us. I don't know where that accent came from, but hey, I want to be an actor, so it happens sometimes. But, appreciate you all taking the time, and as always, remember that happiness can be found, even and the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next episode. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.